I didn't start doing Instagram videos until about three months ago. And so people had never seen my face. I had never posted a picture of myself. I had never done anything like that. I didn't have headshots. And someone had messaged me on Instagram and they said, I really like you. I would like to hire you, but I just don't feel like I know you. So I thought, okay, this is it. I got to show my face. I got to do it. If you need a motivational fire under your butt, today's guest, Julia Miller, is going to light it for you. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating industry experience into physical success. This is your design business tightly fastened. Now welcome the hosts of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell and Natalie Graff. Hey there, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I am your host, Darla Zebra Cake Butt Powell, and I am joined by the soulless ginger, Natalie and Giraffe. Natalie, how the hell are you? I'm good, and I really like that zebra butt. It's true, though. It really is true. Yeah, you know, it's. I thought it was menopause. <laughs> you know, I think that's part of it. Those pounds are creeping. You know, I used to be able to get away with just eating anything I wanted to, go out for a run, and, you know, no problem. Not so much now. Comes no. with age, too, you know. Yeah, well... Yeah. Do we want to, do we want to change the subject or are you done? You want me to shut up now? Now I want to slip my wrists. But, you know, I'm still riding a high off of the weekend off of speaking at Podfest and doing that panel. How educational was that? That whole convention just about Podfest crap. I was in nerd heaven. Well, you are a nerd. So, mm-hmm. yeah, of course you were a nerd heaven. But you have to admit that there was a lot of stuff there even for the Amish to learn, right? Well, do I have to admit any everything? Maybe. Okay, yes. Okay, fine. Fine, <laughs> you'll, fine. You'll give me that. I'll right? give you that. At yeah, least. yeah. I'll give you that. All right. So am I going to run after this podcast and do something about the zebra cake ass? Um, well, if we're going to be 100% transparent and mm-hmm. authentic, um, that would be no. So we're being clear. We're going to be probably clear. A no. That would be a big fat no. Why are you going to say it's got to be a big fat no? <sighs> Why you got to be so sensitive? Because <laughs> it's true. Natalie's today's guest. Oh, I've read all about her. It's super freaking impressive. I know. I read okay, that. Okay. Let me just going to give you some stats. Okay, our guest today is Julia Miller of Julia Miller Interiors. There's a lot of impressive stats, and we're going to learn about her journey in starting an interior design firm and the seemingly overnight quick success. We're going to find out if that indeed is the case. I'm just going to give you one to start out with, and we're going to dive into why she's so amazing. You know, she has over 15,000 followers on Instagram, which is pretty decent, right? And on the top of things here, you might be thinking, you know, that's pretty good. That's a a pretty impressive number. I, you know, there's seen people with more, you know. So Julia just transitioned from her day job to become a full-time designer this year in February of 2020. And she already has 15,000 Instagram followers. So maybe you should tell our listeners a little bit about Julia and then we can get to it so they can know why. Well, Hello? first, of, exactly. Guys need to go over to her Instagram and take a look at it because it's gorgeous. That's Miller underscore MPLS. I had to ask Karina, what the hell is MPLS for? Duh, Minneapolis. <laughs> hey. Wing Karina is our podcast producer and one of our media managers here at Wing Not Social. Okay, guys. So let me tell you some more about Julia Miller. She's the principal and owner of the full-service interior design studio, J. Miller Interiors, based in Minneapolis, duh, Darla, Minnesota, serving clients nationwide. Julia approaches interior design through her background in clinical social work, using her skills and knowledge to design bespoke spaces that enhance well-being. The signature style of J. Miller Interiors integrates vintage, textural, and artisan-made pieces to create spaces that feel welcoming 
and balanced. Wingnuts, help us in welcoming Julia Miller to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Julia Miller. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. I know you're fantastic. <laughs> I was just telling the Wingnuts listening how freaking fantastic you are. And Julia, I have to tell you, seriously, I told the Wingnuts that you just, as we're recording this, I'm saying like very recently, quit your day job to I become did. an interior designer. You are a social worker and you already have over 15,000 followers on Instagram. I have to ask you <laughs> in all seriousness, what in the actual f- <laughs> That's such a great question. It's been a long journey, though. It has definitely been pretty strategic. I know that there's a lot of strategy that goes into Instagram and kind of getting followers and that kind of stuff. But I will say I I really dedicated myself starting about a year ago to Instagram because I had a feeling that I could make a business out of interior design. And that was kind of where my heart was. So I really dedicated a lot of time and a lot of energy. Okay. So where did you You start? You sound like somebody I know. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like I might have lived this maybe. Possibly. Are you I having deja vu? Yeah. Darla's middle name is Julia. So, I mean, oh, there is a. That's true. You know. Okay. So, a year ahead of time, you were planning this whole I'm retiring and doing the interior design gig. Were you so, were you doing it as a side hustle, I'm assuming, to have grown your Instagram to that level? Yeah. So, basically, the way that Instagram started for me was the spring of 2018, my family and I, my husband and I decided to do a big renovation on our own house. And I started an Instagram account because I personally loved following people's renovation stories. And I had had a passion for design. So, I thought, you know, why not just start this account on the side and see what happens? And from that, I was able to chronicle our whole renovation, kind of show people my design process, how I chose things. And through that, I figured out, oh my goodness, people are really interested. And after our project wrapped up, I had a couple of people reach out through Instagram and ask if I was willing to take on clients, which that was like January of 2019. Sweet. Basically, I said, sure, I'll take them on. I didn't have any systems or processes. It was not formal <laughs> at all. But I quickly put a lot of that into place. But that's how it all got started. And then in January of 2019, I would say I realized like, okay, this is a huge opportunity for me. And I'm going to take it. So that's when I started dedicating myself more to posting regularly, kind of curating my feed. I got professional photographs, all of that kind of stuff. Nice. And a lot of interior designers and big name influencers and bloggers got their start in a similar way. They remodeled their house, blogged, chronicled all that. So that was really smart. Going into it, did you have that plan? Okay, I've seen that Emily Henderson has done this. I've seen that, you know, other designers have done this very successfully. I'm going to take the same path or was it just kind of, oh, wow, look what's happening. It was a little bit of both. Initially, my account started just as like a, hey, this is a fun renovation. You know, I wanted to show people kind of how it worked and what we were doing. And actually, I got tons of feedback. Like I benefited so much from that. Like I had architects, I had contractors, I had design professionals. Every time I'd be like, okay, so what crown should I do? Like, how does this work? And people would like legit give me design advice. And I was like, this is so great. (laughs) So it started off as that. And then I quickly realized like, oh, yeah, this could be a business. So I changed gears, I would say, probably in that January timeframe. But initially, it just started off as like, hey, this is really fun. It's a side passion I've always had. And why not? And then I realized like, oh, this is a business. And then my, I had a little bit of a mind shift, I will say. After okay, that. to be fair, this is not an inexpensive way to start this business, to go out and buy a house oh, and no. to remodel it. Do it. Natalie yeah. and I have actually been seriously kicking that around. But okay, yes. so let's say we, Julia Miller, 
<laughs> a year ago. You she know. would be not a baby designer, but an mm-hmm. infant designer. An infant? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know, newborn. though. She's taking growth hormone. Well, yeah, she's taking steroids, <laughs> but, you know, maybe a newborn. So she's just a newborn. Okay, so we, baby Julia Miller, is renovating her house. You bought this house. You're chronicling it. You're picking up followers. You're, this is awesome. I love this story already. And you decide this could be a real interior design business. So... You didn't have systems and processes in place. You, I'm going to assume you were kind of clueless at the time. Holy cow, how do I do an interior design business? So tell me a little bit about that learning process. Where did you go to get the information to get this off the ground? Oh, my God. Such a good question. And <laughs> I'll tell you, podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm not joking or exaggerating sure. in any, any way. Honestly, I started like an IV drip of podcasts, business design podcasts, because someone had told me early on that a business that's focused on interior design is typically 20% design and 80% business. Easy. And I was like, I have never run a business before. I can pick out nice stuff, but like if I'm going to make a go at this and keep in mind, I have a small family and a different career. So I was like, if I'm going to make this work, I got to figure out the business side. So I downloaded Wingnut Social, Business of Design, a well-designed business, Real Talk Design. And literally, I think I've listened to probably 90% of every single one of those. I found my CPA that way. I found my virtual assistant that way. I found my lawyer that way. And I continue to find new resources and new business ideas through that. And it honestly gave me the foundation that I needed to start a business. Thank you for saying that, first of all. Thank you for including Wingnut Social. And I have to tell you, since we share a name, Julia, you and I are basically sisters (laughs) at this point. We are. That's what motivated me to get started was listening to A Well-Designed Business by Luann Nagar. And of course, I listen to Kimberly Selden's podcast. Michelle Bennett has been on the show. I listen to her podcast religiously. And it's amazing the wealth of free information that you can get from there, especially if you have no business experience. And I have a personal question, Julia. Yeah. Yes, it's very personal here because I know how I reacted when Darla came to me and said, Nat, I've really been thinking about this. I've been listening to this podcast, you know, a well-designed business with Luann Nagara, and I think I'm going to quit my job and become an interior designer. And I'm like, who the hell is Luann? So exactly what did your better half say? I totally have to give him credit. He actually told me I should have quit six months earlier than what I did. He was basically like... You have the drive, you have the desire, you have the talent, you should do this like 110%. And I was the one that needed to believe in myself enough to do it, to be 100% honest. He was definitely like, you need to get, you know, your business practices buttoned down, but he never once, you know, felt like this was a risk. And I felt like it was a risk. Oh, for sure. Because the pressure's on you. Yeah. Well, that, and I was like, you know, I'm a type of person that wants to do things really, really well, perfectionist, if you will. And I knew that in order to feel confident in quitting my day job and providing for my family still, that I needed to have a buttoned-up business. And so I just dedicated myself night and day to all things business. And podcasts are a super easy way for me as a mom and, and someone else who had a different job to just get that information quickly and to put it into practice immediately. Okay. So you did mention that you did glean some resources from these podcasts. You got your CPA. So your CPA, I'm assuming, is that Peter Lang? It is Peter Lang. Yes, the designer CPA. We have not had him on the podcast yet. Natalie, we need to get him. Karina, I know you're listening. Please, let's get Peter on the podcast. I'll text him. I'm going to meet with him, I think, this week. And Brittany Elms, right? She was on our podcast. So that has been a great resource for you. And you mentioned one more, which was who? 
Oh, my lawyer, Jamie Lieberman of Hashtag Legal. Oh, she's amazing. I did hear her on Luann's podcast. Karina, let's get her too. <laughs> yeah, she has both the like content knowledge, but also like she speaks designer language, which that's also why I hired Peter Lang was because I've never run a business before and I don't know the questions that I should be asking. And both of them, both coming from the creative side and the like their specialty side was invaluable to me. I feel like that alone kickstarted confidence and getting my business in line from day one. Julia, a lot of new designers or new business owners are a little reluctant to make those expenses in their business. But you and I both know from experience, it, there is a bit of a, what do you call it? What, what am I saying? An out, outlay of money initially, but how yeah. much they mm -hmm. save you in the long run for making those mistakes, it's just invaluable. The people that are saying, oh, I can't afford a business coach, or I can't afford an accountant or a bookkeeper or a CPA or, or whatever, that it's, it's. Right. You cannot not afford it. What I did too was I, you know, I had clients last year and I just didn't take a cent out of my business, like didn't pay myself at all that whole year. And with that money then that I had from clients, I was able to invest in an amazing website, which also I would say would be the next thing I would invest in as a new business owner. That allowed me to confidently pay for the services that I needed that I didn't have. And I will say now, walking into a client's project with an amazing contract and knowing that my invoices and my system for billing is really, really slick and put together makes me feel so much more confident when I'm trying to sell a client my work. I think that that alone is worth all of the money and all of the time it took to get to this place because confidence is something that you absolutely have to have as a new business And do owner. you use any specific software? I didn't have the technical side of the design. I couldn't make a rendering. I can draw a floor plan, but it takes me a really long time to do it in software. I couldn't do elevations. I couldn't do any of that. And I took some classes, but the amount of time it would have taken me to learn those skills and get proficient in them was just far too long. So that's where Brittany Ellis yeah. came in. Yeah, I knew that I could work with someone else and communicate my vision and draw little sketches and give her floor plans to draw. And that would expedite you know, my process so much. So I work with her and she uses, I think maybe Revit or Chief Architect. So then I also use Ivy and that's where I house like all of my invoicing and project management stuff. And then QuickBooks. we were really lucky in the very beginning. I kind of found having a software management system. We started out with Ivy and it was just, it just really made things much more better. Much more better. That's not really a word, is it, darling? It is now. But you know, Julia, listening to all these podcasts and all this knowledge that you gained, was there anything else that was helpful in getting your business to where it's at now? So I know that you guys have been big preachers of this, and I am a testament to it, but authenticity. Yeah. People want you. They want your voice. They want your face as hard as it is to do those videos on Instagram <laughs> or anywhere else. I didn't start doing Instagram videos until about three months ago. And so people had never seen my face. I had never posted a picture of myself. Mm -hmm. I had never done anything like that. I didn't have headshots. And someone had messaged me on Instagram and they said, I really like you. I would like to hire you, but I just don't feel like I know you. So I took the opportunity and I thought, you know, that's the same for me. I like to know the people that I hire and interior design is a really 
intimate process. You learn a lot of things about people and you ask really hard questions about their life and you want to know that person. So after that client had told me that, I thought, okay, this is it. I got to show my face. I got to do it. So that was like an aha moment for me that I'm so grateful for because I think I would have continued to hide just in, you know, good design picks and you know, sharing stuff. But I will say like being authentic to myself and finally showing people my face and talking to them about my process has also increased my client inquiries like 110%. Absolutely. I will tell you that business at Darla Powell Interiors picked up tremendously when I started doing videos and I started posting pictures of me and Natalie. Our clients started to say things like, we just got, we saw your video and we, we just loved how you comported yourself. And we just thought you, we wanted to work with you. Yeah, and it makes that initial consult too so yes. fun. Because then you're like, oh, we, you know each other, kind of, or they know you. I'm going to elaborate on that, that I just had a client late last night text us and say, hey, we're on, let's do this. We're going we're gonna to go with this service. And she came from Instagram. She followed Darla on Instagram. Mm -hmm. When we actually met her and her husband, we kind of felt like we knew them. Mm -hmm. We instantly clicked. They gave us the best recommendation to go grab some lunch. And we've started a relationship with them that's going to be long lasting. And if we keep them, they're going to be a mm -hmm. continuing client, in, in my opinion. And the best part about that is I could go to there to that consultation and be myself, which is decidedly unusual at times. They ate yeah. it up. You know, they were totally into it because they knew what was coming. So it's it's win-win for sure. So Julia, Absolutely. tell me, did you have anyone locally or in your area or a mentor or somebody that you could say, hey, you know, this is not going well with this. How would you do it? Can I have some advice? Or did you just totally wing it? on your own. Oh, man. No, I definitely winged it for a little while and then realized that was dumb. So again, Instagram is not only an amazing tool to, to connect with your ideal client, it's also an amazing tool to connect with other professionals, contractors, and interior designers. And I know that there's a lot of hesitation for other designers to reach out to other designers and competition. And I'm just like, no way. Like you, we all grow together. It's way better for us to partner together and to learn from each other than it is to try to do it on our own. So I've been lucky enough to connect with local designers here, but also I've had the opportunity to connect with designers all around the U.S. So I just attended a design camp. It was hosted by Lindsay Brook Design and Anastasia Casey of the Identity Collective. And they did like a three-day design boot camp for us just last week in Austin, Texas, where we learned all about process, social media, all of that kind of stuff. And there were 12 or 13 other designers there. And now I feel like I've got like a community of people who are there who can help teach me and help me grow. Yeah, as I learn the business side of stuff. Julia, I love your attitude. I love that. A rising tide lifts all boats. And I think that is so true. There's right, there's some dissent in the community. And I, I'll give you an example. Some designers have their they're up in arms over sharing other designers' posts. Is why would you share another designer's inspiration post? They're going to take business away from you. They're going to, you know, why would you do that? It's a, it's a business. It's your business. You should only show your own stuff. Well, if you have plenty of your own stuff, I absolutely agree. Show your stuff. But I have no problem, even with my 19,000 followers on Instagram, sharing another designer's work and lifting them up and showing the beauty of their work in their industry, because I think that it lifts up the industry as a whole. And I'm not really worried about them taking jobs away from me, especially if they're in, you know, Minneapolis. Natalie and Giraffe. Yes, Darla Jethro Powell. Who is our go-to vendor for Darla Powell Interiors? Oh, that's easy. Curry and Company. And why is that, Natalie? Oh, because let me tell you, they have beautiful stuff. They are every designer's and, of course, project manager. That's me. Dream to work with. <laughs> because did you know that over 90% of their stuff is in stock? That's like 1,700 SKUs at all times. 
I did. And Curry and Company has top-notch service, quick shipping, and very reasonable order minimums, which is really important. Absolutely. I know you guys go to them first. Say, hey, we're going to hit Curry and Company. What do they got? How can they help us? It's amazing. So, Darla, where do they have to run on over to? That's right. So, guys, be sure to head on over to curryandcompany.com and scroll your little fingers on down to that designer checkbox and sign up for their stellar trade program today. Oh, and be sure to tell Beth Ann that we sent you. She's amazing. I love Beth Ann. She's a fireball. I wish I had her energy. Again, that's curryandcompany.com. You can thank us later. So one of the things that I've done that I would also encourage other designers to do who are new and don't have that big body of work already, especially if it's a body of work that's not really the style that you want to keep attracting, is I do every Sunday on Instagram, on Instagram stories, I post my Sunday saves, I call them. And it's between 15 and 25 images that I have just saved. Like it's not a conscious thing I do anymore because I just am like, I love that space. I'm going to save it. Or Uh I love that tile. I'm going to save it. And then I just show 15 to 25 of those images. They're all not my own work, all credited to the, I try to get to the original poster who, the original designer, as opposed to someone who reposted it and then credit them that way. And I can't tell you, I mean, first of all, people who might be interested in hiring me love it because they're like, oh my gosh, every Sunday I get to see what you like. And every Sunday I love it. So I know we're going to be a good fit. (laughs) But also it has allowed me to connect with other designers. I feel so lucky that there are some really amazing top designers out there that I can just message and say, hey, I'm installing this tile that you used. You know, I just had a question about it. Or, you know, how did, what color paint was that? (laughs) Those annoying questions that we all are wondering about. And it's an amazing way to connect. And I feel so lucky that now I can kind of be that for other people who are just starting their business or, you know, wanting to get into design to answer some of their questions. So it's definitely a full circle thing for me. Julie, I have to tell you, not only am I going to be stealing that Sunday shares and using that going forward, our thousands of listeners probably will as well. So sorry about that. Sorry, that's going to (laughs) happen. But that's the best part. Is that like it works like that alone has like catapulted my business. That's a great tip. What I also do then is I post one of those. So like if I I post a 25 and then I take my favorite one from that group and I post it to my feed. So it's like, hey, guys, you know, everybody Sunday saves are here. And then that kind of also gets people to go back. And then I save them in my highlights or I save the last 100 because you can only save 100 or whatever in your highlights. So then I save them in my highlights. So people literally will message me and be like, oh, my God, thanks for saving that. I just went back and found it. And now we're going to, you know, try something like that in my bathroom or whatever. So it's just really fun. And have you had any designers come to you and say, what in the hell are you doing sharing my image and work with full credit? How dare you? Never. No, (laughs) never. And in fact, I feel like it's the opposite. Every single time someone that, you know, sees that I've reposted them, they thank me for doing it and for crediting them and for preaching the good word about their work. Yeah, just keep in mind, you have to definitely credit. And if there's a photographer to credit, to credit that as well. Okay. And I try to credit stylists too, because I've used a stylist on some of my projects. So I at least always tag him in the photo or call him out if his work is featured in the photo. But yeah, stylists are also important to try to credit if you can. All right. You just blew my mind. (laughs) You've been doing this for a year. You just started it full time and you're already, I'm using stylists on my projects. I'm a girl. 
I, yes. I mean, I am and I am, I'm not. So I was lucky enough, though, where a local interior design photographer reached out and she said, I love your work. I'm looking to expand my portfolio. Would it be okay if I came over and shot your home or a project that you're working on for free to both grow my portfolio? And then if you want to work together in the future, that'd be great. And so we did that. So that's how I got free photos for my home. That's brilliant. Any photographers in the Miami area, I am game. <laughs> It's a win-win, honestly, because now I use her almost exclusively and I pay her now. <laughs> That's good. But also then she you know, has work for her portfolio to attract more clients that she wants to attract. Amazing. Natalie, did you have something? I do. I have one question. I'm sure you've, you've been asked this before, but if you could do one thing differently, is there, is there anything different you would do? I think that the one thing I would have to boil it down to, and this is going to get a little woo-woo cheesy, but I would say confidence. I think that if you want to do interior design, if it's your passion, if it's something that you want to make more than just a hobby, believe in yourself. No one else can give you that confidence. You have to find it with inside of yourself. And I think had I had that confidence, I would have quit my job six months ago and my business would even be at a different place. But I wasn't there yet. And I think that you know, just taking the time to really invest in yourself and realize starting a business is hard and lonely at times and to, you know, to do the things to set yourself up for success, including you know, believing in yourself is super important. Well, you know, I'm a firm believer that everything happens exactly when it's supposed to. So it sounds to me like that's exactly what happened. I mean, it's okay to have a little extra time. I think that's something I'm always working on as well as confidence and my my social anxiety with clients and et cetera. So I, I I obviously your design speaks for it, but so much of interior design is that relationship with your client. And you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that not only you can execute the design part of it, but that you can help them build trust in you and create a process that they feel like they can invest some serious cash into. And that's asking a lot of yourself. And you do have to have a certain amount of confidence for that. And if you don't, you have to fake it. <laughs> <At least. laughs> yes. so, Julia, let me ask you, You, I think I know the answer to this question before we get into the what up wing nut round, but you sound to me like somebody who doesn't have a problem delegating. <laughs> <laughs> am I am I right? You're correct. Okay. And I'm telling you, that's key. That's key to scaling. That's key to growing, especially if you're a professional and this is your second career. You have to be able to do that. And I have a feeling that Sandra Funk was a guest on our show, and she has a new program now called the Interior Design Standard. And one of her lead-ins to that is a quiz you can take on her website. What kind of an interior design professional are you? And you know, one of the answers is, I'm a solopreneur, or I want world domination. And I have a feeling that if you were to take that quiz, <laughs> you would be all for world domination. So bring it on, bring it on. I, <laughs> Julia Miller, you have given us some amazingly inspirational tidbits about your young up and coming interior design superstardom. But now I have to ask you if you are ready for the What Up Wingnut round. Oh, absolutely. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. Julia Miller, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? I would be a maple tree because they are ever-changing and I love their fall colors. What about the syrup? <laughs> okay, the syrup too. <laughs> <laughs> what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? No regrets. Like it. If you could only have one superpower, what would it be and why? It would be to know how people are feeling. I know that that's really cheesy, but I think just to know like if people are feeling anxious or scared or excited would be super helpful. Spoken like a true former social worker, an, an <laughs> empath, yeah. like Deanna Troy. 
on Star Trek. Do you remember her? Star Trek The Next Generation? Natalie? No? Deanna Troy? She was an empath. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm a nerd. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had a profound effect on you either personally or professionally. All right. So this is, again, where my clinical social work degree kind of influences me. But The Wisdom of the Enneagram, it's a book about self-discovery. It uses the Enneagram, which is a personality typing test that categorizes people into nine different general personality types. And it is super helpful both for understanding yourself and also understanding the people in your world. I love that. You know, a lot of interior designers use some form of that, some formula of that for interviewing. For employees. Yes. Yep. I, we haven't done that here, but it's it's really interesting. Do you know what number you are? I'm a three wing two. I think I'm a five. I can't remember though. Is that the detective one? Is that the cop one? Which one's the cop one? The detect like the loyalist? Are we having a session here? Uh, we're having a session. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I had this dream last night that I no. <laughs> <laughs> Julia, please tell the Wingnuts listening where they can go check out. I gave them your Instagram page, your handle already, but give it to them again. Tell them where they can go out and discover your amazing work and to follow your rising stardom. (laughs) So my website is juliamillerinteriors.com. And my Instagram handle is jmiller underscore MPLS. The MPLS stands for Minneapolis. So again, this was when I started my Instagram handle, not knowing what this would become. So <laughs> jmiller underscore MPLS is where you can find me. Thank you so much for being an awesome guest. We really, really appreciate it. And we look forward to having you back on when some other more exciting things come up the pike. That would be amazing. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Natalie and Giraffe. Yes, Darla, Julia, pal. Right, Julia. I'm telling you, we're we're You're blood connected. sisters. Connected now. De- definitely. Natalie, Julia Miller is a prime example of what you can do from learning, from podcasts, from reading the books, from networking, right? And I know a lot of designers out there listening are doing all of that, but there's one big difference between Julia and maybe somebody who needs to hear this that's listening to the podcast. Do you know what that is? She did it. She did it. She took action. She actually planned it out. She hired Peter Lang. She hired Brittany Elm. She hired all the professionals that she needed in place to develop a plan financially to go out and do it. She wasn't messing around. And I'm absolutely blown away with the amount of success that she's had in a relatively tiny amount of time. You know, it was a little bit of deja vu. And I'm listening. I'm like, this woman is on fire. And it's just amazing. And she is the proof is in the pudding. It's definitely there. She did it. She put her ducks in a row and bam, she's done. Is that rice pudding or chocolate pudding? I prefer chocolate pudding. I kind of like rice pudding, except it's a little gross if you think about it. Well, yeah. Let's let's not think about that, Darla. Yeah. But no, she's she's amazing. And we after the show there in the green room, she was telling us some other things she has coming up the she pike. She has a lot coming up the pike. And I think uh, we'd like to have her back on. And I think our listeners are going to be delighted to hear what she has coming up the pike. And mm-hmm. it's just more of that rice pudding there. It's there, I'm <laughs> telling you. More that chocolate pudding. More of it. So if you're out there and you're thinking, okay, I'm 35 years old and I'm a social worker and I have this house I'm going to remodel, I want to document it and be an interior decorator, um, it's possible. It's definitely possible, but you have to have the moxie. You have to get out there and you have to actually take action. You can think about it till the cows come home, but you have to take action. That might mean making some mistakes. Actually, that will mean making some mistakes. You just have to get over it and do it. So... Wow, I'm motivated. Oh, boy. Watch out, <laughs> Ellen Danick. <laughs> Ellen Danick, take a shot. So 
Thank you so much for listening, guys. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever the hell you're listening to this podcast on. If you need social media marketing help for your interior design firm, give us a call at 1-877-WINGNET or go over to wingnutsocial.com, check out our services, and you can book a little discovery session there right online on the services page with either Natalie Giraffe or Kyle Cerruti DeForest, and they will take your call, your appointment with bells on. And I think that's it for today, Nat. You got anything else? Nope. So long. All right, guys. See ya. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next week for more business and marketing info and insightful interviews with industry experts and design superstars. Can't wait? Then head on over to wingnutsocial.com for more great content to help you get your business to the next level. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. And the air conditioning's on. Alexa, set the house to 83. You don't hear that? No. I don't hear it. Carrie, she's going crazy. Short trip. There's no beeping, Darla. There's beeping, I tell you. Well, I don't hear that frequency. If you need a fire in your butt, today's guest, Julia Miller, is going to give it to you. I think it's a fire under your butt, Darla. What did I say? In your in butt? In your butt. <laughs> there's, a cr- there's a cream for that. Oh, Lord. Vintage, textural, and artisan. Artisan? How do you say Artisan or... <laughs> I don't want to say that word. Artisan, right? Artisan? Good boy, Mango.